Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. Every Thursday, we work out these three perspectives in our everyday faith. I'm going to tell you something. Um, you guys are in for a really special show today. We've done a lot of really good special shows lately. And it's yeah. almost like we have God's favor or something. We have some amazing people, very educational things we haven't really discussed within the context of being um, these Catholic geeks that we are. Yeah. But today's guest is very special to me in my heart because this is a person that I met in my... Um, in my walk on the NBA side, when I did work in the NBA as an analyst, uh, I started a group called Spurs Report uh, that is still active uh, on Facebook. We had mm, Spurs Report. I think I've heard of it. Hmm, I may have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did uh, post-game radio analysis, post-game uh, radio react, react uh, broadcasts for years with uh, Jeff Fexler on WOAI in San Antonio, even though I was based in Los Angeles. But there was a guy that I ran, uh, ran into along the way who wrote this incredible book, actually, about uh, Tim Duncan. Um, the Underappreciated Greatness of Tim Duncan is the name of that book. And I was lucky enough to be given an autographed copy of this book. This person, his name is, he goes by Tom Tom, uh, Thomas Singleton Jr. He's a, a, a published multi-niche author for all kinds of different topics. If you find him on Amazon.com, we're going to have the link uh, on our podcast description so Definitely. you can find him. This is a person that you want to try to not only read his books, you can find him on Facebook, uh, befriend him. He is on there every day sharing so much amazing wisdom um, that I had even, when I, when I met him, it was always sort of in the, in the context of the Spurs. And he's, he's actually written quite a few books about the Spurs, one about the Admiral, one about the Iceman, uh, another one called Spurred by Greatness. They're all on his author's page, which again, you can find the link for. But what really got me right in the heart was earlier this year, he started sharing posts about the fact that he had Tourette's syndrome growing up. That I guess that's something we can talk about. I don't know if that's something you outgrow or not. I'm so, I'm so uneducated about this. And as I was reading this, I, I said to Roger, Roger, we got to have this guy on our podcast. Not only do we have to have this guy on to share and learn about his if you would even call it a disability, because I don't, I don't, I would never even say that about Tom. Tom, he he's a guy who takes whatever life throws at him and turns it into a positive, and he's a winner through and through, man. Like he, I am so glad to call him a friend now, and, and it reminded me, um, about what the Bible says about disabilities, what our faith might say about how we treat people with disabilities, and if you Google that topic. My gosh, you you will find you will find incredible uh, wisdom in the Bible about how a person who has disabilities should be treated, would be treated, why they even have disabilities. There's all types of topics in there. <clears throat> One of my favorite ones, though, that applies today 
comes from Leviticus 19, 14, which says, you shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. Mm, well, talk about stumbling blocks. Talk about pain. Talk about uh, cursing. Th those were all things that happened to this guest. And we're going to talk about all this. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Tom, 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 as we'd like to call him. Uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you, brother. Um, all right, Job. Thanks for having me. <laughs> tell us first, before anything else, how you started your journey in, in becoming a great author, because you've got so many niche books and publications now, Kindle, Kindle editions that people can get uh, uh, on Amazon, uh, real published hard copy books, etc. How did you start that and when? It started out as an outlet for me. Then I had different people reading my papers and telling me how good I was at writing. Then I started using it as an outlet and like blogging. After a while, writing just turned into a passion. And um, in 2012, I hooked up with a, a lady named uh, Allie Nicole, and uh, she started, she took me under her wing and started uh, mentoring me and uh, showing me the ropes. And um, she gave me my own internet radio show. And then I, I figured I could turn some of that content into uh, books. I wrote my first book and published it in 2013. It's called Diary of a Mad Pizza Man. And, uh, and right now I'm currently working on book number 33. Wow, that's incredible. I was so unaware that you had done this. I said, Tom, after reading his posts on Facebook, uh, he did this sort of a Tourette syndrome awareness post that he did all month. And, and my God, the, the stories were just so moving and amazing and educational that I said, Tom, you, because you, I, I only knew him as a sports author, right? So I'm saying, Tom, you got to write a book about this. And he says, I did. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What is it called? And he says, well, it's called Ticked Off, T-I-C-C-E-D, Off, Ticked Off. And you can find it right away. Wow, There's great a great title edition. too, by the way. Like yeah. And, and, and let me yeah, tell you, sure. my goodness, my goodness gracious. I said, Tom, we got to let people know that this book exists because if it's anything like your posts, man, get your... Get your feels on, man. There's, there's some moving, moving stuff in there. Tourette syndrome is probably a very um, misunderstood. Misunderstood. Good, yeah. good word. Yeah, misunderstood. Uh, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head with that one. The root of it is misfiring nerves and a, a chemical imbalance in the brain. This is a condition that you're born with. I was diagnosed at eight years old myself. My mom was murdered uh, when I was eight. Oh, and no. uh, that, yeah. I'm so sorry. And then that's what sent my uh, symptoms into overdrive. My dad was uh, uh, killed in a, um, in a trucking accident uh, while my mom was seven months pregnant with me. Oh, my oh, goodness. My, wow. This is, oh, man. God works in mysterious ways sometimes we don't understand that we have to apply that in our lives when you're in the middle of your trials remember that god doesn't forget his people no my symptoms went into overdrive after that you know after i lost my mom but then 
I went to my pediatrician, my new pediatrician, once I moved uh, to my uh, new city and with my new caretakers. Uh, pediatrician uh, referred me to a, a pediatric neurologist, and uh, that's when I got my diagnosis. And you are in the middle of this new diagnosis. What is happening at this point in your life? What's going on? You know, people not as friendly up north as uh, down south. You know, I had to get used to that. Uh, I had to get used to not being able to see my grandparents every day because I worried the most about them after that happened to my mom. Both of them died the next year after that happened. Oh, my gosh. How do the kids react to? Oh, they, the, the kids, uh, they they was uh, brutal. Uh, they would make fun of me, you know, call me names, uh, you know, making fun of my tics, asking me uh, why I do uh, certain movements that I did. You know, I got in trouble for a lot of stuff I didn't have to get in trouble for. Wow. And so at the end of the day, your your suffering journey has begun at this point. You are full on thick into it. Uh, I let out a, a tick. Of course, it was something that I don't have control over, but I ended up getting hit in with a plunger at eight years old what what was the reason why you got hit with the plunger what did you do what was ho so horrible that's what i was trying to figure out uh i had a, a symptom where um you know i sucked my teeth at uh, one point and uh maybe maybe this person thought i was copping an attitude or something yeah they took the plunger out of the toilet hit me in the shoulder with it oh man. then uh, and then uh uh, poked me in the chest with it and left a big uh, ring around my, in my chest and I had a white shirt on and I wasn't allowed to change my shirt. I had to keep it on the whole day. Oh, terrible, my. terrible. Already on top of the other pain that you had suffered, losing your dad and losing your mom. Now you got this, yeah. this horrible disease you didn't even know you didn't ask for this. This was something that came no, upon I you. I was going to say this, this, you know, this is faith, reason, and geekdom and on the reason part i, I kind of want to talk just hearing your story it reminds me of the book of job and you always hear that right it's a cliche so big oh job lost his family all this stuff and his friends just his three friends are like what did you do you must have did something wrong to deserve this if god's punishing you you must have did something wrong and job was like no i'm a righteous man i didn't do anything and in the reason part we always hear about God, like, well, if God is so good, why does he let bad things happen? Why does he let evil happen? And the quick thing is like, evil is not a positive thing. Evil is an absence of the good. For example, if you say I have a cavity, well, what is a cavity? It's not really a thing. It's an absence, right? A hole in your, your tooth. It's not a thing. And God is the most realist real He's the most real, he's existence. So God can only create things that exist and things that are good and evil or badness is a absence is a lack of good. There's two things called one is called evil done. And that's the thing. Uh, quick version, free will. Why does this have? Well, that person, God gives him free will and he chose to do the bad, right? He chose to do something. There was something lacking in him, some virtue to make him kill this person, some virtue uh, of temperance to not make him rape that person. So that's evil done. And then there's evil suffered. Evil suffered to me is harder. The one about, well, free will. Okay, that's easy. But the evil suffer, for example, like a gazelle getting eaten by a tiger or a lion. People say, well, how is that good? The, the gazelle suffering. Well, yes, but 
in a way it, it's a good because that gazelle is existing as a gazelle and to exist as a gazelle is food for the lion and the lion is taking in nutrients the lion is doing a good so in a sense that's the uh free will of nature that god creates so like for if i get sick right if i have covid or something they're like well that's not good yes it's not good in 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 a sense but in a way that virus is flourishing yes it's it's making me ill but in a way it's flourishing and uh we are material creatures so evil suffered you have to think about it is like that is not god's active will it's his permissive will but not his active will so you can reconcile a good god with evil or bad you know the lack of um in human nature tornadoes earthquakes that is a consequence of nature that is a consequence of finite creatures as us so i just kind of wanted to throw in the reason part well the uh, the real simple way to look at it too is you know what we live in a world that is not where we were in paradise right we're a fallen world and you're gonna find uh, (laughs) everywhere a lot of suffering and and things that are just not fathomable sometimes and it's unfathomable to me that this little eight-year-old child who's just been through so much suffering so much experiencing all of this ridicule and punishment and so forth and and unfortunately tom the story doesn't end there you continue to to suffer correct oh yeah most definitely well let me uh uh start with this uh real quick the first time i realized that i that i was different from everybody else came when I was in the first grade. This was well before I was seen and diagnosed uh, by a child neurologist. And this was at a time where my vocal tics had started developing. You know, one day out of blue, uh, you know, in first grade, I started making murmuring noises and couldn't stop myself. And so my teacher pulled me out of the classroom took me into the, the principal's office to talk to me about the noises I was making. No, of course, I wasn't able to give her a good explanation. No, how could a six-year-old child explain something like that to anybody, let alone had a kind of self-discipline to be able to control it? And Tourette's uh, syndrome was much, much less understood in 1986 than it is today. Yeah, I, I don't remember so from that point on, clearly got the message that I was different from everybody else. And that was in and of a long battle of isolation, prejudice, discrimination, ridicule, and shattered self-esteem that I had to endure with this condition. And it took me until I was 25 years old to fully accept who I am. But I didn't realize how broken I was until I was 30. And since then, I've done extensive work on myself to put all the pieces back together to make myself better than ever. Wow. And what's some of those things? What are some of those things that you've done to put yourself back together for someone who's struggling with this uh, same Tourette's or something similar? What did you do? What tips can you give that? Well, the first thing I did was, you know, accept the fact that I am different. You know, this is not something... I can control, mm-hmm. you know, you know, God gave me this condition for a reason. You know, I almost took my own life when I was 20, but that's another story for another day. But, um, yeah, I accept, I fully, I fully accepted myself for, for who I was. Then 
you know, accepted my differences, you know, decided, you know, not to dim my own light, you know, go places where I'm celebrated instead of just being tolerated. Mm. Wow. Those uh, went a long way in, in um, you, know, you know, keep my faith at uh, at uh, level where it needs to be. Now talk about that a little bit. Keep your faith at the level where it needs to be. What was that like? I mean, you know, with Tourette's, you know, you have some days, you know, no matter what level of severity you have it, some days, you know, uh, you have some days where it's worse than others. And uh, you just have to know every day won't be like this. And another thing that helped was uh, after a while, um, it came in handy, you know, my size, I, I'd stop. Once I reached a certain size, I didn't have as many people. <laughs> yeah. Picking on you. <laughs> right. That would help. That would help. Yeah. Yeah. But even on your football team, I remember reading about stuff that you went through because you joined football, you started playing sports, et cetera. What, what were you running into there? Oh, um, when I uh, played uh, football and uh, ran track, well, I didn't get treated. I didn't get the same type of treatment in uh, track than I did at football. You know, I was a little timid. You know, but I was fast, and um, you know, my teammates uh, gave me trouble for you know, kind of being um, making business decisions and um, you know, being uh, scared to take a hit. I was fifteen. Oh, late bloomer, yeah. Late coming yeah, on. I was a late bloomer. I didn't have a concept of how to read a playbook, and um, neither do the Cowboys. No, I'm sorry, how to do that? I'm a Cowboys oh, fan. I can do it. that. I can do that. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I can do that. I love them. <laughs> Go so on. So am I. <laughs> Go on. And as a matter of fact, uh, I had teammates that refused to help me learn our playbook. You know, wow. even the ones that, that played the same position that I did. Oh, and um, you know, it was like sink or swim, and I pretty much, you know, had to sink. That is the world we live in, though, man. That is a glimpse of the selfishness. The un—I mean, where is the sense of morality there? You know, I think I think we're so. I'm so lucky. I, I'm hearing these stories. I was on a football team in middle school and I had a guy who would play. We were both linemen and this kid had a great body, was a great athlete, but man, he had not so good grades and he just didn't catch on to stuff. Right. And we would get to the line after we would huddle. Uh, we'd listen to the play and I would not be distracted at that point. I'd listen to the play what we're going to run. But when we would get to the line, I had worked out this system with my teammate who was not as smart as I was and how I put my fingers on the ground, lining up on the line would tell him which way he was supposed to block. I'm not hearing that here. What's the difference? The difference was that I had a set of parents that taught me how to be just kind, how to have morality and not, and the world doesn't operate that way. That's not the rest of the world. Right. And wow. What a, what a, 
what uh, some of us had so so many blessings in our lives that we just take for granted and this right now listening to these stories from tom amplifies that and tom i'm i'm curious man keep telling us how do you get to the tom tom version that we all love so much how did you get there after all this football you know that was supposed to be my refuge and help me get a lot of stress off my uh, shoulders you know it was supposed to be an escape from all the hell i was catching at home and in the classroom and constantly enduring comments about the way i acted then i had the added stress of most of the mostly the adults in my family telling me that I couldn't do anything right and that I wouldn't amount to anything. Deal with being teased mercilessly by my teammates, chide, being chided by coaches for not knowing what I was doing. Uh, college, you know, when I got ostracized from the team, that uh, that was kind of like the straw that broke my back. That was when. That was when uh, I almost took my own life. You know, when I was about to uh, drink a bottle of pine salt. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, after that, you know, I, I actually was uh, suspended for a semester for, uh, from school because my uh, grades dropped so low. And I stopped going to class because I didn't want to be seen because uh, that, was, that was too uh, humiliating. And um, after I didn't go through with the uh, suicide attempt, you know, I, I, you know, once I got back into this toxic environment with these uh, caretakers, you know, uh, my family's the type that are um, um, kick you when you're down and pull salt in the wounds first, ask questions later. And, you know, they, they didn't uh, believe any explanation I gave them. And uh, instead of helping me cope, with that, uh, you know, uh, and, and uh, taking the time to find out why why these things happen, you know, especially when it was official that I would be out of school for a semester, you know, they did everything they could to make me feel like they didn't want me around. And, um, you know, then that's when the thoughts of taking my life, you know, came flooding back. And this time I was thinking about drinking antifreeze instead of pine saw. And then the morning after the suspension letter got mailed to the house, you know, I woke up before everybody else did and decided to leave the house before they woke up and found myself at a, at a McDonald's army recruiter, you know, came in, saw me sitting by myself and approached me. And then that's when I made what I felt for a long time was the biggest mistake in my life. I actually enlisted in the army. And amazingly, you know, um, you know, I, I kept my uh, Tourette's diagnosis under wraps and they, uh, they never uh, found out. And, you know, I figured by enlisting in the army, you know, I, my mentality going in was <clears throat> why try to kill myself when I could possibly have somebody else do it for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I see that. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, basically, you know, assisted suicide. They right. shipped me off. Somewhere yeah. And then somebody else could do it for me instead of, 
doing it uh, myself because if I uh, if I tried and it didn't work out and I end up having added uh, disabilities and which might force my family to have to take care of me uh, for the rest of my life, they would have been even more upset with me about that. Mm. So that's why I said, you know, why not enlist in, in the army? And did that jumpstart like your to to becoming writer? Did you write when you were in the army? And and did that get you to the point of of writing these books, especially the the ticked off and then the Tim Duncan one? Like how did that get you there? If anything. Well, I started uh blogging uh in my uh mid twenties, uh thirty-two. Uh, that's when I had my uh, first you know, internet radio talk show. Uh, then I learned how to uh, uh, self-publish, which I, I publish all my own stuff. Oh, okay. And now I teach people how to do it. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that you have a new book that's uh, that people can find, obviously, too, on your author's page on Amazon that that teaches people how to do exactly what you've done. That's that's pretty amazing. You're taking this gift, this knowledge, and now you're sharing it and planting seeds all over the place. Uh, I, I guess my next question is, you're you're in this darkness. It's followed you your whole life. You didn't ask for this. You were born into this one bad thing after another um my goodness i'm i'm floored that the person that i know is not anywhere resembling that trial that tribulation that you've been through you know in isaiah 41 10 it says fear not for i am with you do not be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Where, if anywhere, did God come into play in your life, in this journey? Well, um, he gave me this realization uh, that I live by and that, you know, I tell uh, people that's either going through something or uh, that's been through something or, or I'm just sharing my story. You can be powerful or you can be pitiful, but you can't be both at the same time. Good, good. Wow. I'm, I'm printing wow. t-shirts. I'm printing t-shirts. Yeah, that's a bumper sticker right there. Big time, man. That's a that mug. is awesome. I'm putting that up in my Lap house that on man, a mug. for my kids. That's awesome. That's nice. All right, so he gave you that realization. That's a turning point realization. What happens next? Right. Then that's when uh, I got um, you know, necessary counseling. Um, I did, uh, some, um, some, uh, work on myself, like in like meditation, um, you know, ramped up my workouts and, and, uh, all these, th and writing, uh, writing played a big part in it too, especially since I'm better at expressing myself. Mm. with a pen and paper or keyboard than, than I am verbally. Mm. Mm -hmm. So uh, all those, these things became therapeutic and became a release. And, um, you know, I don't even uh, look at these situations, you know, like I used to. Um, Your perspective is you know, different. About, right. I could talk about my story, you know, without uh, having hard feelings 
and even I give you a, a small example. You know, my parents. For a long time, I was mad at them for leaving me and subjecting me to all this verbal, uh, physical, you know, mental abuse. But then uh, I look at how I made it to where I am without having uh, parents and, and, and role models and you know, realized that it made me stronger. And then I, I realized that, you know, uh, decisions that they made in the past led to them not being here today. And um, that uh, got my attention too. It made me realize that, you know, if I ever became a parent, I would have to be extremely careful with decisions that I made because mm. your kids get stuck with your decisions and have to pay the price for them, whether it's good or bad. Mm. That's very insightful. That's very, yeah, I was going to say it's very insightful that you come up with this. And again, because di- I've heard that too, with dieting and exercise, of course, meditating, pray, praying, I'm, I'm big on contemplative prayer, mental prayer. Yeah. I'm big on that. I think we need to bring that back out. And you're saying your faith in God. And like the good thing about this, there's this doctrine called recapitulation. Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I can't even say recapitulation. Yes. Re- recapitulation. And it's the idea that mankind, right? And Adam, you had Adam, mankind failed the test as, as to speak. And you have Jesus Christ, right? The new Adam, the new Adam who comes in and just says, move over, Adam, I'm going to show you to pass the test. And the idea is that we are to be like Christ, right? We're to be little gods, not capital G, obviously, but little, lowercase g, little gods, recapitulation is the Adam and then Jesus. And then we have to imitate Christ. And the good thing about Christ is his suffering, his suffering. Now we can unite it with him. Like in scripture, it says, uh, those who are lacking in, 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 in with Christ. And I'm like, how can Christ lack? Well, we, what's lacking in Christ's suffering? We, we are lacking in Christ's suffering. So to unite our sufferings to Jesus, now God himself could only give what he has. And if God is God, how is how can he relate to humans? How can he know what it is to suffer? How can he know what it is? Well, guess what? The hypostatic union, God, fully man, God, fully God with the capital G comes down and takes on human form. So now he can give what he has as his human nature unites with the divine and that recapitulation of Adam failing the test and Jesus Christ and us coming to him and imitating him. Now we can unite our sufferings. And it sounds like you certainly united all the many sufferings to get you to this point of self-authoring self-publishing and these books and educating us educating us even with your your words today and the post that you had you know i'm reminded of a bible verse that said bring out all of those who are blind yet have eyes bring out all of those who are deaf yet have ears how many of those people do we have around us how many of those people are refuse to leave their comfort zone and be educated and really look at the reality of the world. God, through all of your suffering, um, and this is what I said earlier in the podcast, he works in mysterious ways. And I believe that you're not, you're not even close to the person you're going to become Tom, Tom, because you are still a young person and you do not stop growing. You are going to be powerful beyond words. I think that you are um, 
someone who who was put through all this to educate us. Even today, all the people who are listening to this podcast are benefiting from that suffering. And and you know, I've learned a little bit of something about suffering. Are, maybe you're not there anymore because you you shared that you're able to talk about these things that happened and all the traumas you've been through and everything. There's still traumas in my life that I think about, even pains that I'm going through now. And every time I feel that little bit of suffering, my Catholic faith tells me and gives me this beautiful tool, which is an amazing tool. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to share it with everyone without leaving the, the topic at hand too far. When I feel that pain from something that happened to me or that's still present in me, the first thing I do now is I say very consciously, Lord, this suffering that I'm feeling right at this moment, I offer it up for somebody else who is suffering so that they don't have to suffer so much. I offer it up for a soul in purgatory who is away from you right now so that they don't have to suffer so much. And let me tell you something. The reason I'm sharing this is because that was so transformative. It changed so many things that I was suffering with, just giving it up to God. And, and Tom, I, I'm just, man, the, the eyes of my blindness have been open and the ears of my deafness have been unstopped in so many ways by, by your presence, man, in my life. And that's why I was telling everyone, go find Tom on Amazon, find him on Facebook, befriend him. We want this guy to have millions of followers, man, because he's got so much wisdom in, and he has it in the most humble way. This is a work. This man is a work of God through and through. And I don't mean to embarrass you, brother. I knew you in a very different context, man. And, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. There is a feast of wisdom that you have to share with the world. And you have nothing to be embarrassed about by sharing all this. In fact, I believe it is your duty, as it is our duty, all of ours, and I'm talking to you, listener, to share the painful parts of your life, to share the things that you're ashamed of so that others may have hope and wisdom through your experience. I mean, I'm just so moved by this man. And again, this is uh, Tom Singleton. He, he, his pen name is Tom Tom. If you go to amazon.com, or if you follow the link on our, on our website, our, our, uh, our podcast link, you'll find his author page. You'll see so many amazing, great books uh, about sports, about uh, blogging about creating even comedy. I mean, this guy is so transformative. Tom, on the personal growth side, was there a particular book or course that you took that that helped you a lot? Uh, cognitive reframing. Mm. Uh, and and uh, in other words, when you change the way you look at things, the yeah. change things look at change. Yeah, and that's that's big if you want to transform transform your pain into power it's there was a greek the greeks used to say one of them said that it's not the thoughts that distress us it's the feelings about the thoughts so this is great wisdom right. i know there's um i know you said the cognitive uh, i don't know if it's the same thing or similar c uh cbt cognitive behavioral there I'm, I'm sorry cbt that's that's something else cbt right. cognitive behavioral therapy is you have your feelings you have your your thoughts and the actions and how they influence each other and 
that that's great wisdom that I, I like that what you had said the pers- changing your perspective Tom. and i i would recommend yeah. tom tom's book which is called the ultimate champion success let me try that again the <laughs> ultimate champions success drive unleashing your inner champions next level of passion purpose and possibilities roger you and i wow. talked about this this past that weekend. sounds crazy yeah that we sounds talked, good. This is very interesting because it talks about possibilities. And mm, I told you, yeah, 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 yeah. So long as we can create a new possibility mm. and act upon it every day, inevitably it will come to pass. Yeah. Right? Wow. So Tom mm. seen with mm. what the load that he was given in his life, the heavy cross that he was given. Heavy. Oh, heavy, very heavy, man. Boy, talk about like giving you a new level of appreciation for your own life. Yeah. your quads must be buff from carrying that on a big cross <laughs> quadra straps and all that but 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 the point is at some point he did create a new possibility yeah and he started working on it and here we have this version of tom and i'm sure we're not even doing it justice but thank you so much man for being with us and for doing this work don't stop please keep educating us is there anything you would like to leave us with i i want to hear a message of hope from you tom tom well, just uh, like I said, keep your faith and, uh, you know, keep God at the head of your life. Um, you know, if something happens to you, you know, I guess it just just think of it as a uh, part of your story. You know, uh, it, you know, the, the bad times won't uh, last forever. You know, um, you eventually get through that. And. Um, um, you don't go through these things for yourself. You're actually going through it to get the wisdom and uh, knowledge to help somebody else coming along in a uh, similar situation. Amen. You know, that reminds me of the passage that says this too shall pass. And just like this podcast has now passed. Thank you so much, man. Thank you guys. Except that I wish a podcast could just like eternity, just eternally never ending to to all time and every no, but (laughs) yeah, it must come to an end. Uh, Tom, Tom, thank you. And again, Oh man, that, that Tim Duncan book, like, Man, just to like pick your brain, we have to do another show because I just want to talk about that one too. And just pick your brain about how <laughs> let, you went through that Tim know. Duncan. Yeah, that would be great. I'm a huge Tim Duncan <laughs> fan. I love him. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. I want to know your process and how you, uh, the stuff that you learned from I, I, him. I have that book, by the way. And uh, I <laughs> yeah, have it autographed. Yeah, autographed. And it's yeah, very good. Not yeah. only is this guy like prolific, he's actually a very, very good author. And, and oh, we're blessed to have you in our lives, Tom. Thanks again for coming Thank by. You. And thank you, listeners. No, you're welcome. Thank, anytime you, you want to come back, you want to talk about a new book, anything you are, we are here for you, brother. Definitely. Listen, All right. thanks, guys. Uh, another episode of Faith, Reason, and Geekdom has come to an end. We want to take this time to thank uh, all of you and to thank our Lord Jesus Christ for having yes. um, all, of, all of us under his watchful eye and mercy. And we ask uh, our Lord's protection and wisdom come upon all of us until next time. Amen. Godspeed. God bless. Awesome.